gents. What's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And right now we're selling bootleg vaccines. I got that Moderna. I got that <laughs> Pfizer. Come hit me up. You know my number. You know you want to be out there frolicking on the beaches. You know you want to be out there chilling in the Himalayas. You know you can get on the airplane. You know you might catch the vid. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Come through. Come through. I got the needles. It's nice to sanitize. You know what I'm saying? I stole it from white neighborhoods, so you know it's good. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm actually surprised <laughs> at the lack of wire vaccine means out there. That's very depressing. It's it's. I feel like it's it's. It, every Lord knows anything happens in like Mexico, it's a whole bunch of fucking narco's references. So I figure this is this is ripe for the taking. So yeah, you know. Anyway, people. <laughs> oh man, um, it's been like a very slow week in music. Like it's been. And it's it's been a very it's been a very sl- slow year in our lives. <laughs> We'll be the counter, <laughs> but yes, it's 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 besides the only one who's you know, but there's always one person who's winning right about now, Miss Miss Carrie. Miss Carrie's Yo, right there. I am not mad at the my Mariah Carey grind right now. You know what I'm saying? She's sitting there like fucking like Scarface, mounds of cokes in the desk somewhere, slapping up underlings. You know now, what I'm saying? It's like the most like like stream song or like like the web stream. Like she had some record for that song, and you know it used to just be like she would sit back and collect a check. But no, she's like doubling down. Like she's out here. <laughs> she did I Supreme drop. You see her like 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 chilling for Supreme. Oh no! This is for real on Supreme IGs. Yeah, like uh, all the way. Awesome! <laughs> I love it. I fucking love it. I love it. Let, let, you go, Mariah. You go. You go. <laughs> Props to her, man. You know, I look like you gotta get this paper. Like I and again, I, I can't be mad at people hustling because. <laughs> Even millionaires got a hustle in 2020. Yeah. And you know? you know what's fucked up? I'll say this much. This is a hot... I feel like she's underrated to a certain extent. It's it's like... To, it's, we we kind of... Because I guess she's been around us so long. We kind of think of her as current. But, you know, like, it's, there's, there's a lot of good and bad things Mariah has given us. You know what I'm saying? She, first mega pop star to have those like hip-hop remixes. You know what I'm saying? Oldity bastard. Like, at that level. You know, you always had the Mariah Carey... No, Mariah Carey. You always had like your Mary G. Blige's... Eighty Method Man, but to have like a supreme pop star come out there and have these like remixes kind of go like you know on pop charts in the nineties, white pop charts is crazy. Oh, you yeah. know, her vocal runs, everybody's been biting forever. You know, those god awful vocal runs. She, oh, she kinda, Ari- you know, Ariana Grande didn't need to write her checks. Yeah. I, oh God, Ariana, <laughs> literally, literally. So it's just like you know. I guess that I, she deserves to win. So, oh, she dated Eminem and survives. You know what I'm saying? She ain't end up in the casket somewhere. Look, <laughs> I'll give her her flowers now while she's around. Is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, no, no doubt, no doubt. Like I'm, I'm, I, I will, I will not be mad. And we liked her her last album, Caution. That was uh, like 2000. Yeah, that was oh shit, that was great. Yeah, yeah that was banging. Yeah, Damn, it was, it was a great refer- return to form. So you know. Yeah, shit. That's just such. A, it's 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 weird because obviously she's you know. Sold X amount of records, you know, da 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 da. But it's like, it's weird. She doesn't really get the same love like a lot of other seminal artists do. And I think she kind of deserves a little bit more. Well, yeah, you know. no, definitely. But, so, you, you know, know. That's, that's very <laughs> rich people problems, basically. 
So I mean, look, we we're 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 gushing over Mariah Carey because it's a very slow music week. Yes, basically. <laughs> so what you say is ready for this segue? But it is Go not slow for Bob Dylan, who mm. made three hundred million dollars a week ago. You know, about a week ago, selling his entire publishing rights to Universal. You know what I'm saying? Unheard of deal. You know what I'm saying? Out here, Bobby's just running around in, in, in the caddy. You know what I'm saying? With his acoustic guitar, playing them, them, them ballads. But uh, but long story short, uh, the reason why I bring it up is kind of interesting. It's because, you know, the idea of an artist selling their publishing not, it's not too crazy of an idea. It's happened in the past. I think, funny enough, I feel like something happened like that during the when Kanye West was arguing about how his he got signed to a shitty deal. I felt like there was a period of time where they going through all the contracts, and they, there was a point in time where he sold some of his publishing, I believe, to Def Jam. Could be wrong, but either way, the idea of it is not too crazy. The entirety of the catalog and the amount absolutely is. I mean, as we all know, Bob Dylan's an icon. He's getting older, so I can understand why he wants his, maybe not flowers, but he wants his Skrilla now. But uh, it kind of shows you the kind of musical landscape of, like, where, you know, it's fucked up because for a lot of artists, you know, they do it for the art sake of it. But you kind of realize also it is a product. And, you know, God bless him, he got paid for the product, but a lot of people don't necessarily get that same exact chance to. And the reason why I bring it up also is reportedly Mr. Wayne... Mr. Young Money has sold his publishing also. Not not confirmed, but uh, there's conflicting reports. Some say it's $100 million just for Lil Wayne. Some say it's $100 million for Lil Wayne, for basically Lil Wayne, Drake, and Nicki. Um, but basically, people are kind of showing up. I guess the apocalypse has you <laughs> preparing for the worst. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, I mean, on both respects, not... <laughs> Dylan getting their white people money, um, $300 million. <laughs> I mean, what do you do if a boomer artist when the boomers all die out? That's the question I would ask. I mean, but, the, you know, like that stuff is going to be licensed till eternity, you know. So, I I, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at the deal. I'm not mad at the deal. And you look, you know, like Wayne has been active for, a, you know, a fraction of the time. And he's getting $100 million. Um, but... Either way, it's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. It's either for just Lil Wayne or for Young Money. Um, I feel like $100 million for just Wayne, and I would assume this would mean just Wayne, like actual licensed albums, is a bit much. I don't know. I don't know what the market is. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in that. But, but I also feel like $100 million for Young Money which includes Drake and Nikki is a bit too low, right? Oh yeah, so. uh, Drake. <laughs> Drake is uh, he's been a he's he's the preeminent pop star. He's he's yeah yeah, yeah he's, he's yeah he's he's the he's the oh ready for this he's the Michael Jackson of our times. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like like I mean, Weekend yeah. wants to be the Michael Jackson, but but Weekend I, wants I, to be the. You know, and probably Beyonce really is the Michael Jackson. Yeah, Beyonce but, uh, really is. But in terms of of, of, of hits and business savvy, um, Drake is definitely up there. Um, so I I I I I I have a feeling that it's probably not all of Drake's catalog. Maybe it's like some Drake songs. Maybe it's Drake and Lil like anything Drake and Lil Wayne did. Maybe like or like like co shared publishing or something like that. Because a hundred million dollars for Drake, I feel like seems very very minimal 
Um, but also, too, I guess, like, the reason why the Drake rumor popped up is just because um, his latest albums, everything, I think, in the past year or so has been over, under OVO um, and not released under Cash Money. Um, so, I, or Young Money, sorry. Um, so I think it's, it's kind of interesting to kind of see, um, I don't know, what, what's going to happen there um, as my dog wakes up. Um, what's going to be interesting to see what happens in terms of, um, you know, like how this is all going to shake out. Um, I'm hoping for it to be Drake and Nikki getting played and getting shafted and coming out with the greatest disc record of all time. <laughs> how could you even, I mean, Wayne's about to go off, go off for like 10 years, bro. He's, he got caught with that gun charge. So I, I don't know. There's only so much. There's only so much that she could do to a man like that, which I, I thought kind of explained why he was on a ways publishing. But, but you know that would, that would be. I mean, he voted for Trump. I feel like that's automatically a loss. Well, of course, of course. <laughs> if he even voted, I, I, I'm assuming a lot. He didn't, he endorsed Trump. Let me rephrase that. He endorsed Trump. You know, but uh, but yeah, I, I I it's going to be really interesting. I, I I'm. Because I'm just like, would I pay $100 million? If I was an investor, would I pay $100 million for, for Wayne? Like, how many Wayne songs can I license? How many Wayne songs can I, like, you know, really recoup my investment on, right? Um, whereas if it was Drake and Nicki, or even, like, Wayne and Nicki, maybe, maybe. Because Nicki's a part of this equation, too. Um, both Nicki and Drake have been mad silent about this. Um, but I, I think, I think if, if, if Drake was a part of the equation, then somebody got the deal of the lifetime. It's like Dylan level, like, you know, um, money, uh, for one third the price, basically. Oh, you know, it's, 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 I mean, and like I said, it's, it's cool on a business side. It's fascinating watching the money move hands. You know, somebody who kind of likes, you know, seeing, you know, it's, it's a, it's, you know, a little industry stuff, but like, it's. Whew, that's that's a lot of that's a lot of that's a lot of cash being made off somebody else's work, as they say. Womp, womp, womp. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I think the other big news is speaking of uh, I don't know, cash from other person's work. This is this is where I work in a Kanye West. This watch this out. The new Kid Cudi, aka the writer, the real writer of 808 and Heartbeats, Heartbreaks, Heartbreaks, 808 and Heartbreaks, right? Heartbreaks, yep. Heartbreaks. Dropped a new album this week. Yeah. And you know what? I I didn't mind it. So here, here's my take on, on Kid Cudi. I'm not a huge fan. Um, I think he has hits. I think he has a style. I definitely feel like he is a huge influence uh, on the whole SoundCloud generation. Um, all those SoundCloud rappers should be cutting him checks. Um, I, I respect like who he is and kind of like in, in kind of the like cultural zeitgeist, right? Like you didn't have rappers really talking about depression, really talk about, you know, kind of like um, just like mopey shit, right? Like you didn't have like people in hip hop kind of doing that um, on every track, <laughs> you know, like dropping a whole album of depressing stuff. Right. So um, I do think like that our mental health, things like that. So I do think like, uh, Cuddy opened up a lot of doors. Um, and I think this album 
is it's vintage cutty and you know vintage cutty is like you know 10 years <laughs> but <laughs> or 12 years um but it's nothing new and i think it's it's i don't know like i i you know pitchfork gave, like, gave it like a 5.8 and i think if you're expecting something completely different or completely groundbreaking you are very disappointed but if you're expecting a fairly solid cutty album you will be okay with it i feel like it's it's a fine album i enjoyed it um you know he has like your girl phoebe bridgers on there um, <laughs> whoever the a&r was for that combination um got that bonus because he's getting those that phoebe bridges playlist money <laughs> Those playlist streams, <laughs> um, you know, getting those Portland streams. Um, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was okay. Like I, I thought it's like you know, it's like the the Honda Civic of of, of rap albums. Wow, <laughs> it's fine. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I would say the Kia actually. It's uh, oh damn. No, damn. it's because all right. So here's the thing. All right. So again, I. I'm like you, I'm not a huge Cuddy fan, but I respect what he's done, right? You know, Day and Night was a dope song, came out there, you know, Cooker's Remix, as we all know. And then from that, he's able to kind of parlay it into a really solid rap career where, like you said, he, he brought emotion into it. He brought in, I can't say singing, but humming. He's the hum god. You know, some sense of melody to raps. And, you know, like you said, a lot of the music that we listen to now, SoundCloud rap, you could directly point towards the, you know, Cuddy, Cuddy was the first one to kind of break through and say, hey, you know, here's an emo, here's an emo components. Here's a more sing-songy, like almost, I'll say, sadly enough, like acoustic song, singer songwriter kind of approach to hip hop. He was great with it. He had the first album, which you know, again, not my cup of tea, but I respect the fact that in many people's eyes is a classic. The second album, follow up, again, not a big fan, but I remember listening to it at the time. I was like, yo, there's a lot of dope beats on it. Also, I think the issue is that it's a part three. You know, it's Man in the Moon part three. So, if you're somebody where you know, you're in fucking high school, you're feeling a certain kind of way, you know, King Cudi drops this album that speaks to you. Because I, I was reading this fucking article like years ago about Tim Lee Chamolet, you know, and he was basically saying how Cudi was his favorite artist and he was going to quit, quit. Somehow he was backstage at a Cudi concert or something and Cudi basically gave him the motivation, like a motivational speech. Oh, yeah. Cudi was like his really magical... friends. Yeah, yeah his... his uh, in, a, in a magical Negro formation came down... <laughs> Walked out of the going back, you know, walked out of the hype beast closet and it was on some like white boy keep on acting. And then, you know, so I get why he's got this space because for for he, he kind of created a wave. Right. The problem is that like this album, it sounds boring and it sounds very much like you said, it's, it's not a bad album, but it goes nowhere. Like only like when I listen to the album, so I'm just there working and listen to it a couple times. Number one time I'm on the phone, like just on like holds. And I was like, this is perfect hold music. And it's kind of fucked up because I would have rather had hit seen him do something more experimental and fail than kind of do this. I felt like kids see ghosts was a little bit more effort into it, doing something out of the lane. True. Like kid Cudi is kid Cudi. So kid Cudi could do it in his sleep. And this album kind of sounds like kid Cudi done in his sleep. And it's kind of weird to have an artist kind of come back, a certain iconic artist, and kind of come back and kind of like, uh. And also, this is the interesting thing about Kid Cudi. I don't see there's certain artists who maybe not aren't necessarily talented themselves per se, but know how to put together a song. They know how to songwrite it. They they're, you know, it's with Kid Cudi, he's like the greatest singer. 
He's not the greatest rapper. He's not the greatest beat maker. But he's somebody where he's able to craft an album. Like, I still laugh about how he had that one song with Ratatat that became that basically that white girl song, song who Schoolboy Q sampled. Oh, what was yeah, the name yeah, of that yeah. song? Uh, um, Hands on the Wheel, I think. Or was yeah, it? Yeah, I forget. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hands on the Wheel. Yeah, so he, he's got, like I said, he's a good songwriter. He's not necessarily, you know, he's not somebody going to invite to, like, play at the Grammys and sing with, like, fucking with Mariah Carey, let's per se. But he's somebody who knows how to put songs together. He's some, It kind of reminds me almost of Travis Scott, like, in a weird way. Or even, let's say, Kanye yeah, West, no, where it's just, like... He's definitely a pro-Travis Scott. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, so it's, it's almost like he knows, like, oh, like I said, Phoebe Bridges. He's on some, like, yo, this, this... It's you would think those are two kind of totally different worlds, but it's not really that crazy that it's, she's on the Kid Cudi album when yeah. she's having a really hot twenty twenty. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of interesting where he's somebody where he knows talent, he knows to put things together. The the thing is, I think he needed that kind of energy to get out of his own fucking headspace because again, it's not a bad album. I can't say that this is this is terrible. I could definitely imagine some of the fans liking it, but it's not surprising that the critics are like, uh, because it sounds like uh music. There's no real effort into it. And this is somebody where when he came out, if you think about it, like I said, it's very it was very experimental. He was the first to kind of, you know, see that, hey, even though there's a lot of pain in hip hop, it's not it's not really being expressed in this kind of way. So let me tweak it a little bit and come out this way. And because of that, you know, we've we've had, you know, people have to get to the bank, you know, sub- subsequently, you know, even so it's kind of weird to kind of have an artist like that come out and it basically sounds like this old B sides. Yeah. And that's what's kinda and like I said, it's it's yeah. So here's what I'm gonna say though. I, I do have to say, when Kid Cudi took risks, he was dragged, right? So like speeding bullet to the moon, which is kind of a speeding bullet to heaven. Sorry. Speed oh yeah, bullet. yeah, the rock album. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, which I thought was not. It wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. I think it was. It was like if it if it was just like somebody who was like brand new to the scene and people didn't know who Kid Cudi was, I think people would enjoy it a lot more, right? Um, but the fact that it was a Kid Cudi album and it came after, you know, um, well, like Man on the Moon 2, right? Like, I feel like people were just like, kind of like, what the fuck? It's kind of like the Radiohead KA thing, you know? Like, Radiohead KA came after OK Computer and people were like, what the fuck, right? Uh, agreed. So I do think it's really interesting to see him basically go back to the 20, 2008 playbook. <laughs> or, or, or not even like the 2008 playbook. That's when the mixtape dropped. And the mixtape was phenomenal. Um, um, but like the 2010 playbook, whatever. Uh, or like the, the, you know, the volume one Man of the Moon playbook, right? Um, and kind of just, yeah. I mean, I, I thought uh, Man of the Moon 2 was great. I thought that was like yeah. his best album, um, to be honest. So, yeah, to have this in the trilogy was definitely kind of a, a, a like a, a downer. But I do think there's some really cool songs like uh, "Show Out," which is basically kind of like his attempt at SoundCloud rap. I thought it was really good. And Skepta and and Pop Smoke R.I.P. Um, were on those tracks. So, um, I do think like uh, and like I said, like the Phoebe Bridges track was actually not that bad. Like. She knows it's pretty dope. Like I do think there's some some standout tracks here, but you know, again, and we're all always going to uh, knock people who have albums more than thirteen songs, because <laughs> 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 you 
you know, it's a pandemic, like, bro. We, we might have to run from zombies. They didn't give a moment. You know, I don't have time to worth listen to like you know an hour and a half worth of music. <laughs> what, but in an hour forty minutes, baby. Yeah, like, like can it fit on CD? It was like seventy three minutes. Can it do yeah, that? If, you if, know. It's like, you know, I, I'm on the run. I can't be, you know, I, I don't got time to be sitting here and wallowing in your misery. I, I got I to gotta get supplies, you know. I got I to get shotgun bullets, you know what I'm saying? Zombies are at the gates, literally. So, uh, so yeah, like, um, you know, I, I think it's it's a bit too long. And I feel like, like if you cut it down, obviously, like, by four or five songs, I think it will be a little bit more compact. And I think it will hit a little bit harder, too. But, um, but like I said, like I, I enjoyed it. I listened to it a few times. I thought it was like fine. Um, and you know, this is coming from somebody who didn't really like. I'm not a huge Kid Kid, Kid fan, but something like I could I could give it another spin, and I wouldn't be mad. So yeah, it's interesting because that like that Bullets album was kind of because I remember he was trying to do the whole like I am I am I am a you know I'm a, this is a rock album. I'm playing guitar, and I remember a lot of the guitar was weak. But like you said, it's there was a lot of it, it, there was something different happening there, and it wasn't a total like Lil Wayne had a horrible ass rock rock album. Oh yeah, that was oh, just yeah. trash. Yeah. This was just him kind of experimenting, and then actually, you know what? It, it was it had some stuff on it, and and it's it, it's interesting to see how like if he did that now though, like looking at Machine Gun Kelly who kind of reinvented himself as a fucking a pop punk dude ten years after pop punk was popular. I feel like he would have got waves too. So it's it's interesting to see how, like he said, he's kind of reverted back to his old style. But in a weird way, that that Bullish album would have been probably more of the move now, twenty twenty. Now that we're kind of a little bit more used to like seeing people come out of the come out of their genres, some their genres, I should say. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. And like I said, it's respect to him because it's not like he necessarily needs to come off an album. He's not touring. He's he's got an acting career. You know, he's. He's kind of paid. He's probably still ghostwriting in the background for, you know, like definitely for Kanye West, but a lot of other cats too. So, you know, no respect there. I mean, all the respect there. But it's kind of interesting to kind of see somebody come out there. And, you know, I, I just think that it, it would have been a lot nicer if there was a little bit more effort. But maybe it's like, fuck it. I'm rich. I ain't got to do shit. Let, yeah. let, 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 let it come out. You, you, you new guys come out there, figure out new auto-tune songs. I'm just going to sit here and mope. Mope over my 85 tracks over a three and a half hour runtime album. <laughs> oh lord what else is there ah maybe i'll discuss something new musicy, perhaps yeah maybe? Let's, let's do new music all right so this is gonna be a weird new music all right so uh as usual it's a time of lists everybody has all their lists uh this is one record i heard about earlier this year which i kind of ignored because i was like this is not for me obviously but uh it popped in a couple of lists and i kind of checked it out so there is a YouTuber named Poppy, uh, kind of a goth person, kind of does weird, quirky YouTubes, was actually signed to Mad Decent. Shouts to, to our man Diplo. <laughs> so you can kind of tell the kind of artist that she was. So I remember reading and like basically she was coming out for quote unquote metal album. So I was like, all right, it's going to be some nonsense. I saw the album cover. It's all corpse paint. I ignored it. And then basically kind of popped into a couple of writers I followed. And then it's like, hey, this is actually not bad. So I kind of listened to it. And, you know, we kind of always talk about, like, you know, heavily A&R'd albums. This is probably the best album by committee I've heard all year. <laughs> <laughs> because it's, it's a little preposterous. And, and I'll say this. So obviously, you know, 
within metal, it's not the first time somebody tries to make it, let's say, you know, fuse metal and pop music. I think probably the biggest band in the world now is probably this band called Baby, Baby Metal, which is basically J-pop and heavy metal. But it's kind of organic. Like, if you think about it, it's just like, you know, these three teenagers dressed in schoolgirl outfits, you know, these guys playing with these really heavy guitars. It's almost like 80s hair metal, if that makes any word sense. Mm. So it's a, so it's just hype. Everything is maximal. Because if you think about it, like, even with K-pop, K-pop is just, like, pop to the nth degree, 808 yeah. hits, fucking EQ to fucking, like, if you saw the wave files, is is this, everything is to 10, right? So obviously when you kind of, the idea of kind of putting that with, let's say, a cheesy type of metal, makes sense because it's all kind of the same kind of theatrics, you know, same, mm-hmm. same, same laser lights and fucking and explosions on stage. So with this album, it's fascinating because this is an artist who is basically a pop artist, you know, doing some dance music. Like I said, she was, she was on Diplo's late label. And basically, so this record, it's like, so the first one comes on and it's a drum and bass track, like drum beat. Then it goes into her singing about basically like candy. And then it goes into a corn riff and it basically ends on like 60s, like fucking mamas and the papas. All in the same like three minute song. Wow. And it's one of those albums where, and she's also signed to a, a relatively popular underground, not underground, but indie metal label called Sumerian Records. So I'm looking at it, I'm like, oh, you know, there's nothing really in her history that showed that she has a, a, a predilection towards this music. So I do know she's got a collaborator who I don't know the name of, who I guess is a singer-songwriter who helps her out. And on the album credits, there's these two guys. And you, I can almost, I can know those guys. Those guys are the two guys at the Guitar Center <laughs> playing riffs. <laughs> you know, they've been in like 5,000 bands and shit. You know, well, superb musicians. And basically, they put these motherfuckers in the studio. You know, Hobby probably walked in maybe once, one time during recording sessions. And they put this weirdly insane, almost like, I'll say prog rock. Because the one trick they do is, going back to baby metal and a lot of other metal bands, they, like, I should say, not really a lot of other metal bands, but a lot of other crossover metal bands. You know, it's very easy, because guitars are just loud. So you're still playing the same exact melody. So it's really not hard to kind of put, you know, to kind of take the same song and kind of make it, you know, a riff is a riff is a riff. Be it, like, behind, like, you know, Dirty Dirty Diana, let's just say, or let's Mm -hmm. say fucking Pantera. But it's just interesting because it's literally like all these like melody ideas just kind of spliced together in an almost ADD-esque sound where it reminds me of like like little small versions of Bohemian Rhapsody. Don't get me wrong. It's not as good as Bohemian Rhapsody, but it's kind of crazy to hear like them saying, we're just going to put every fucking thing in these songs we possibly can. So it's a record I've listened to a lot. It's, I've been trying to figure out how they made the record, obviously, because she's a quote-unquote celeb. It's all her you know, interviews. has nothing to do with the music, by the way. Nothing at all. <laughs> Apparently, she was, she was beeping with Grimes a couple of years ago. Like, I can't find any information on how the record was made, but it's just kind of interesting to see, like, you know, it reminds me of, and this is going to be a word callback, but bear with me, Millie Vanilli, where okay. you've got the idea of, and we always talk about it, you know, the industry, this and that, you know, you know, that at the end of the day, somebody's still making the music, and there's still people involved behind the scenes, and it's That's... and even though, like I said, I feel bad because I'm kind of dissing the album. I'm dissing her. I, maybe she's a genius behind it. I highly doubt that. But it's kind of interesting to see like what people kind of do with the tools they're given when they're given a little bit more free reign, and they're talented. And there's a lot in that album. Um, it's song. called yeah no like I said it's 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 weird I, like you're gonna play I, it and the first <laughs> song is it's all bad shit 
but it's entertainingly batshit where I'm just like, oh, they just gave these guys a little budget. She probably she she probably was outside and they just started throwing as much into the kitchen sink as it possibly could. Know, I, I I look I, I don't I, I don't wish like any ill will towards you, but I kind of want her to roll up in your Twitter. <laughs> no, I feel bad because I'm like <laughs> and be like fuck you, Reg. Yeah, and even then I'm I'm like I'm like reading the interviews and she's like this is not metal. Like you, I I see. Because the thing is, I, I don't want to be cynical. I want to say that, hey, maybe she's on some like, yo, I fuck with this shit hard. I've got these ideas. She's making beats on a laptop. She's coming in there. I also feel a little misogynistic, too. I just think because I'm like, am I discounting her because of a woman? But I'll say this much. I doubt a YouTube influencer has the chops to pull this record off at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? I hate y'all, y'all, y'all YouTubers come at me. I'm, I'm putting Jake, Jake Paul. You know what I'm saying? Logan R- Paul, R- you know R- where to find me. R.I.P. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, like the thing is, like at the end of the day, it's it's hard to not. And like, you've heard those records. It sounds so like, it sounds so pristine, so sanitized, but so professional that I have to give respect. And it's yeah. So long story short, it's a record called "I Disagree" by Poppy, nominated by the way, which you bring it back, Grammy nominated for best metal performance. Well, I mean, look, I, it, it's already <laughs> industry plant, so yeah. That, so that no, all that's it's it's all makes sense. But Iron Bear popped up, and I was like, and let me hit his trash, just because I was, and I was like, oh fuck, I see why people are kind of praising it because whoever's behind it, you know, most likely Poppy, wink, wink, <laughs> you know, pretty sure it's a guitar set. The guys, <laughs> those guys put a lot of work into what they were doing, and it's it's there's parts where it goes into like fucking these harmonies, almost like boy band. It's just like like whoever made that album knows music and was having fun with it. So props to those guys, you know. Oh, or you see again. <sighs> props, props to them. Props to them. Apologies. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. So um, all right. So for me, like it's it's really interesting. I ha- I don't have a lot because uh, it's been crazy. I was t- I was telling you before the podcast, like um. Basically, t- trying to take the last two weeks weeks off of the month means you have to work four weeks in a two week span. <laughs> the nine so, to five is no. And you know, I'm, you know, you know what sucks about having meetings all day It's like you have no time to listen to music at work because it's just like this, you know. But um, I do have to say, I went down a couple of YouTube wormholes because the the YouTube algorithm is getting like the Spotify algorithm. Um, uh, there's two artists, uh, I'll talk about one is called Nux. Uh, so Nux is kind of like a, you know, like, uh, I guess it's like London drill grime rapper. Um, he has this project called like London class, um, you know, which is, I, I would say it's, it's, it's standard London, like grime drill, like whatever. However, um, I fell into a YouTube wormhole. Uh, he had like a collection of like live tracks, and he basically had all of these London jazz dudes remix all of his tracks. Oh shit! Um, and I wish they actually re- would release it as a live album because the saxophonist—I forgot the dude's name—but the saxophonist is incredible. Um, and it's like that sexy '80s sax. 
<laughs> that 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 sounds of Kennedy City one like that after the after dark sax you know <laughs> like uh, all throughout like 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 all of his live stuff I'm like wow this is really incredible um, and you know it's kind of like one of those things where like the live album is way better than the actual like, studio album and I really hope they actually kind of release like a live version um, but, um, but yeah like if you just search Nux K-U-N-C-K-S on YouTube um, like there's a lot of great like live uh, tracks um, and yeah it's just like it's, it's it's really interesting because I I, I I probably got served this just because I, I you know I listen to like UK jazz but there's not a lot of UK jazz that intersects with hip hop. Um, there's a lot of UK jazz, and you have like R&B singers and things like that. But like, not a lot of rappers um, kind of like trumping uh, on like UK jazz um, As far as I know, I'm not like an expert on the whole thing. So like, dox me. Just like Red just gonna get docked. Get <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the dark through my window, you know. Um, you know, but uh, but no, it's it's it's, a, it's like I said, I, I think the album itself is is okay, but I do think like the visuals are great. Um, and like there's another track, um, there's another UK artist that, um, you know, I want to to lift up called Any, E N N Y, um, and she only has one song, and the song is pretty dope. It's called Ping Black Girls, Ping is slang, UK slang. Uh, I would assume that means good or great. That sounds like a white dude. <laughs> slang for let me, let me translate. I know I know Negro. <laughs> um, but it's actually kind of dope. Like the video is really cool. Like it's it's very kind of like laid back and, and kind of chill chill song. Uh, she just dropped the remix with Georgia Smith this week, uh, which is really dope. Um, and it actually has Georgia Smith spin bars, which uh, oh shit was not expecting. Was not oh, expecting that from uh. Like our girl Georgia. Georgia so, come out uh, on the Smack DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but um but yeah, it's, it's a really cool track. It's like one of those tracks where it's just like um, you know, I was actually looking for more and I went to the Spotify, it's literally just that one track. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> you know, hey, like do what you gotta do, but it's also quarantine. We're what else are you doing? Um, no, I joke about that. I joke about that. But uh, but no. But it's really cool. It's like one of those things where I feel like now I'm following this artist off to this one track, and then you got the Georgia co sign. So uh, yeah. So and that's it for me, man. It's it's been a pretty pretty dry uh, music uh, music month. Oh I oh I did listen to uh, the Bad Bunny, but it was like background music to me. So I, I can't I, I can't speak on it. So yeah, no, it's I haven't had a chance to listen to it. I I, I noticed it's a little bit more. I heard rock. I don't know if that's true or not. We'll hear. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's, uh, there's, uh, it's they'll have like one. It's the same thing. It's like it's Spanish and it's like one Spanish guitar. It's probably like one like guitar of somewhere. Like it's a rock album, but you know. Yeah, I, look, I'm I'm not mad. At Bad Bunny's like, you know, flex. Like he's the most streamed artist of 2020. Um, you know, obviously. That Latin, uh, Latinx market, Latin Spanish language market is huge, and I'm happy that you know we're at a point now where, like you know, K-pop and Spanish language and like all these other like different um, genres of music are emerging in America, and like you know, like 
like these teens, they don't care like if it's not in English or not. Like if they just they just want it to be a bop, right? So um, I'm I'm happy for that fact, you know. And Bad Bunny is just really, you know, he's really progressive, which is you know very unique in that that like kind of uh, you know that world um, to be for trans rights and like things like that. So. Um, you know, props to Bad Bunny, but yeah, I listened to it and I'm just kind of like, I feel so American because I'm just like, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, it was kind of background music. I was kind of like, I, you know, I could see why people like it. I think the production is really solid. I do think that it's kind of like, um, you know, kind of listen to some reggaeton and, and, and things like that. Like, I, I do feel like it's, the production is a very high level, but something I couldn't connect to. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad. You know, get get that paper. True, true, true. Get that paper. You know who else is getting that paper? Who's that? Mariah Carey. Joe. Holler. Holler at queen me, boo. Of, queen of getting paper. Holler at me, boo. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, single, right? She's single. She's single. Yeah, no, yeah. She's 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 mm. out. If if you know, go. Mm. That's a, you know. The, the, like I said, I've 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 y'all y'all out here thinking small. You're getting booed up for Xboxes and Playstations. Y'all need to think bigger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Every, Yo. and, you know, and you know. once a, once a year she comes here with the barrels of money. Y'all thinking small times. You know what I'm saying? LLC Twitter. You know what I'm saying? Y'all need to get your jiggle on. You know what I'm saying? Go holler at Miss Miss Carrie. No, you know fuck all that. I'm hollering at Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, thing really big, dude. I, I mean, the only <laughs> like, thing is, it's, it's it's at this point in time, it's probably just changing bedpans. To be honest with you. <laughs> Shouts to my elders. <laughs> and on that note, we love you all. <laughs> Older, young. Gentile or Jew, servants are free. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We love y'all. We love y'all. Stay safe. And like I said, I got got the virus on the low. The low, low. Hit me up. Peace, y'all. Peace. Later. (laughs)